to full energy From bed right here cause they're my enemies Subscribe and like, rate and review Look on top of the baby, I'm get to We're gonna win the trophy, we're overdue Can we do the double, make it deja vu It's a move, London ting, girl, but it's only on the wing Harry's one of her own nine and in It's only got money, but let's see the king And we got Delhi Ali that's talking We're the show side, we're the show side We're the show side, what we sing We're the show side, we're the show side Now it's a new London thing Yo, 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 yo that's five yo's. <laughs> <laughs> what's going happening? What's going happening? What's going on, Lero? Yo, bro, all good, man. Yeah, what's been happening your end? Uh, always busy, busy family weekend, as you know. Yeah. Good vibes yeah, of the weekend, yeah, good energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Left Still buzzing. Yeah, left ourselves a bit tired, but good energy, good vibes, good vibes. And then our team went and bloody smacked Everton five nil. So that wasn't too bad the next day. Yeah, decent, decent. And um, you attended, right? Yes, I was there. I was there. It was I wanted to be there because it was um, the return of Delhi. And I wanted to make sure I played my part in giving him a good send-off. Yeah, so, no, I 100% uh, agree. You know, like it was a... I, I can't even say bittersweet. It was just bitter, to be fair, because... Uh, it was just bitter. I agree. Yeah, it didn't look good in an Everton shirt at all. At all. It was so weird. Yeah. It's so weird. Other players, like obviously players have left. Yeah. But I think our biggest players have left and gone overseas, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, they haven't played against us. Modric hasn't played against us. Bell hasn't played against us. Yeah. Uh, or Bell has kind of played against us for Real Madrid. I don't even think actually played in those games we played against Real Madrid. So um, yeah, Walker's played against us and he kind of played against us soon after leaving. But this feels a bit different with Delhi. I don't know. I think Walker wasn't universally loved. Delhi was, yeah. certainly at a point. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it was a massive, massive, massive kind of personality at the club. You know, lo love him or loathe him, you know, you knew who Delhi was and you kind of tapped into Delhi regardless. And I just think it was such a... It was just such a shame to see him leaving the way that he did um, and then kind of returning the fashion that he did. You know, like, I didn't want Everton to beat us, but I actually wanted it to be a bit competitive for him, but not... For, yeah. You, you know what I mean? It's a weird one. Yeah, you wanted you wanted Delhi to look good, you wanted Delhi to play well, and you wouldn't even bemoan Delhi scoring if we won the game. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I know Delhi wouldn't have celebrated, so it would have been that yeah, moment... Yeah, 100%. He's landed on his feet, they do okay, and he'll do okay type of thing. But it was everything, it was far from it. And I think, I think like, we've seen it before. Managers say, give former players a start when they're playing, um, their current players um, a start against their former teams. Yeah. And I think that was mismanaged by um, Frankie Lampard. I think I don't think rate him as a manager. I think he's got a lot, lot to prove. Yeah. Um, but certainly, I would play Delhi first game back shortly after um, leaving. He's got to want to start that game. He's got to want to impress. He's yeah. still got family and friends that are surely in London, in and around, that will be at the game. And he would have been buzzing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I reckon so. He, you know, he would have been well up for it, uh, kind of show us what we're missing, show Ant Ant Antonio Conte what he's, you know, he's missing. And... 
it just, yeah, it just wasn't that. His face was a picture when he came. He looked depressed to me. He honestly looked depressed. And I didn't know if that was just a game or the realisation that he's now no longer a Spurs player and he's come out into a, a pitch that he's used to and everything just felt wrong for him, I think. The result probably didn't help matters either. Like, 5-0 no. is just, like, such a beat down they played absolutely dog shy yeah. and they're one point off I think relegation places and he must be thinking what have I done yeah. and as you said in the chat yesterday how did I let my career get to this yeah yeah 100%, 100% 100% and to be fair if they don't survive he's on a move again so yeah he is he is you know has to be he, of course he will be he's not going to go down to uh, the championship to fight his way back up I mean you know, in a weird way, it might actually do him some good, but I don't know. I mean, for me, I know he's not uh, bought a place or, you know, he's not renting a place, he's still hoteling it. So um, I think that hoteling life is going to last a long time until until the end of the season, until, you know, he knows whether they're safe or not, to be fair. Yeah, probably, probably. I mean, yeah. Did you see... At the end, so Lurie's, I don't know if you saw this, um, I don't know if this was picked up directly by the live cameras of Sky, but Lurie's took Delhi to the South Stand and like encouraged them to, well, they were singing his name anyway, but the cameras did pan in on him as he was applauding back, like turning, spinning around and applauding everyone. But obviously he couldn't be happy. It's not a happy occasion anyway. No. And... Um, the look in his eyes he, he looked like he was holding back tears and, and that's not because they lost 5-0 that would have been because he really the fans really meant something to him the club really means something to him yeah I mean he was at home you could tell he was at home and I think uh, you know the balance he didn't get the balance right you know obviously he had a good few years and I think the last few years he didn't get the balance right and you know yes in one respect he was a young player turning into a man um, you know, a lot of kind of endorsements and, you know, he could, it's easy to get lost. I get it. You know what I mean? It's definitely easy to get lost. And I think that's kind of what happened with him. And I really do think he's reflecting now on like what has happened, what is going on for me? You know, I know he's not resting easy with that kind of move. And I think, you know, it's going to take some time for him to kind of get his mind right. And I think that game was the start of it to work out, you know, what is he doing with his career and where he's going to go, you know. I'd love it to be uh, a situation where Spurs want him back because he's playing so well and he's the man in the moment again. Uh, and I hope he can get to that. Yeah, how it's funny enough, I was thinking that last night, but I was thinking, has, does, has he got enough time to show that whilst Everton then get relegated and then can't afford to pay his fee or we come back and swoop him back and take swoop in and take him back but i think for now we have to move on with delhi yeah i think the team played really well but i think a lot of that yesterday was down to everton being so poor and so naive um who comes to spurs and tries to press when you're not really in great form don't have a great defense and not really great on the ball 
who does that? Why would you leave space in the back line for Kane to Fred Balls, Son to run in behind, fullbacks to, um, space to run into? Like, what naive management is that? I think he's done us a favour. I think someone slipped him a brown envelope and he was like, well, we'll give Spurs the points. Because any manager worth their salt, anyone that watches the Premiership, knows how to make it difficult for Spurs. And I'm not saying that we weren't going to beat them, or even if they made it difficult for us, we wouldn't beat them. But, you know, the best way to play us, especially with a team out of form, is to sit deep. Don't give us a space behind, and we have to break you down and try and hit us on the counter. It's not like they don't have the players to, to hit on the counter. You know, they've got some quick players, some technical players. So when I saw the lineup, I was like, and how they were playing, I was like, well, I'm not too sure like what he's trying to achieve. Because if you're saying, you, you know, you boosted your own players up, he gassed up their heads and said, yeah, we can go toe for toe with them. They're Tottenham, they're soft belly. Unfortunately, they're not the Chelsea side that you used to play in, Frank. Yeah, it, it it was really, really strange. The actual game was strange. The atmosphere was good because obviously we scored early and then got another one shortly after. So the atmosphere was really good. And I actually told um, one of the guys who plays my football team, his dad, that he went to the game. He's not a Tottenham fan, but um, I think he's a pseudo-Tottenham fan now. But he asked me what the atmosphere was like. And I said... To be fair, it's not been great of late, but last night was a lot better. Yeah. Um, and obviously it helps when you win 5-0. So he actually thought the atmosphere was good, but he said it's not as good as Pompey. But it was strange because I was sitting there and thinking, oh, we're 2-0 up and we haven't really done anything. Yeah. yeah. And obviously one was an own goal, but Sessegnon did well to get to the byline. But <sighs> I'm going to come on to Sessegnon because I don't want to keep digging him out. He's, he has improved a little bit, but I just want to know is like, we've smacked Everton 5-0. we smacked Leeds 4-0. So we've actually won back-to-back premiership games now and scored nine goals without conceding. Yes, they're both relegation fodder, but is this the real Tottenham? Dismantling poorer sides heavily um, and maybe beating um, good sides with some rope-a-dope tactics, i.e. Man City. It, or we decide that we'll lose to Burnley at home to Wolves. Which Tottenham are we? Which one is real? Which one's fake? Back to back victories now in the Premier League for Spurs. We've beaten Everton five um, 0 Leeds four 0 So that's nine goals scored, zero goals conceded, and yeah, looking rosy. But we've also lost to Burnley one 0 and beat Man City away. Now, which is the real Spurs? Because are we just going to beat up on relegation fodder? We know that's not true because we beat City. But then we lose to Burnley, lose to Wolves, lose to Southampton. What's the real Spurs? I mean, for me, um, you know, look, I don't want to dampen anyone's parade. Uh, I don't want to be kind of looked at as a negative Nelly. Do you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. if I'm going to be honest with everyone... I cannot tell you who Spurs are until we play Man United and Arsenal. I think that will tell if uh, we are now that Spurs or at that point, we're going to do that Spursy run and just fall short. Do you know what I mean? If we could get those two results in, as I said in the group, we're going to go to the Spursy run, you know, and just fall short. That's what I honestly believe. And... 
you know, it just depends on whether we beat Man United and Arsenal. And I think if we beat Arsenal, we can actually say to ourselves, right, it's a real chance of top four. And then, you know, probably lose to West Ham for no reason. And, you know, like, it's just, <coughs> I, yeah, I just hope that those two wins can propel us on to um, onto top four. I, I honestly believe that uh, what we're seeing of Spurs, up, down, left, right, that's who we are at the moment. Yes, I think we are improving in ways. Yeah, definitely, you know. But I still don't think, you know, consistency is just going to lock in there. I think it's going to take something, you know, a, a hard-fought game at Man U, hard-fought game at Arsenal, get, you know, get the results there. And I think mentally we can press on. Do you know what I mean? I hear you. I hear you. But if you're going to be ne- negative Nelly, I'm going to be positive Pete. Yeah. Or maybe naive Nigel, yeah. um, and give you an alternative <laughs> viewpoint. So, I mean, I'm not going to analyse all the games, but what one thing I will say is, we didn't have Dyer for the Wolves and Southampton game. Memory serves, and we saw the difference he made in a system that suited him with tactics that suited him against Man City. And ever since, to be fair, um, to him. And we lost Ben Tukor, um against Burnley. And Burnley was a few days after the euphoria of City. And we don't really rotate. Um, and we didn't rotate for the Borough game either, um, which was on the back of the Leeds game. So I, I'm trying to highlight some negative factors. Don't get me wrong. I'm not excusing the team because you should still be beating Burnley away or home. And you definitely should be beating a borough side who are not challenging for the top five or six places in the championship. So I'm not excusing them. I'm just trying to understand why we were so abject in both of those games. Both games lost 1-0. Both games we didn't really create loads of chances. We did have some chances in the Borough game. Sonny been a little bit out of form, should have scored. Um, but I'm thinking we're now down to really one game a week. That gives, apart from next week, I know we've got Brighton, the games in hand to catch up midweek. But what we've got is Conte having a bit more time to prepare for a game. So yeah. like this game, he had five days to prepare. He clearly got the team in position to prepare for the Man City game. Yeah. The tactics were evident and very clear. So that's what he likes to do. He doesn't like to rotate. So if you're playing one game a week, then the lack of rotation isn't so harmful yep. to the team. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm. And in Romero, we know we've got a, a good centre-half. In Dyer, we have a centre-half who can play the ball out and is comfortable sitting deep. Yep. Um, and in the system that we play, it kind of works for us. So... <sighs> I'm going to say <clears throat> there is hope that we can go on a run. Kane seems determined for top four after the words last night. Yeah, He's not really pulling any punches and holding himself accountable and wants others to hold himself accountable yeah, that's as real. well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's out of our hands, but Arsenal will drop some points and we do have to play them. So there is a six-point swing that could happen there. So definitely, definitely... A strong possibility and if we've got a right back 
playing like freaking Prime Perlo than <laughs> a right wing back playing like Prime Perlo, then what the hell? We can achieve anything. Yeah, I mean he's been there, he's been there all along, and he seems like he's the answer. It's it's crazy. I mean, maybe you know the goal gave him the confidence. Maybe it was coming. You know, he's been it's been such a long period of time that you know if you're gonna look at the odds, you know it had to fall into place sometime. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's doing well there. Um, I think what we'll get out of him is consistency now in the way that he won't be. He's not one of these players that come out you know injured leads the game injured, injured. And I think, yes, you're right. Uh, he likes time to prepare. And if we approach every single game as a cup final, you know, prepare like that, I think, yeah, we can get results. We definitely can get results. Um, what I will worry about is obviously the left back. And I've, I've said this all along, you know, uh, I don't know how bad Cesc's injury is, but I feel like... The fact he's injured is the problem. <laughs> right, and I, I feel like, you know, we're riding our luck because basically it's we're hoping that one of the players that kind of will get injured won't get injured when the other one's injured, you know? The, you know mm. We're a game away from regular getting injured and then having no left-back, and this is what I alluded to in a prior... Uh, what do you mean? We have Ben Davies. What are you talking about? To do what? <laughs> no, nah, mate. We know that Ben Davies. We said it enough times. He can't. No, he can't play left wing. Listen, back. listen. We. I'd rather put. Um, I even know. You put Klazeski there. He'll play there. Yeah, uh, listen. Anyone but you know. Anyone but him. But and if that means Weeks has to come into the midfield, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 obviously, we know we're short. We know we're a bit light. I, and I hope we can. You know that regular could go and run the games now and then. Uh, says comes in, but it, it's crazy. Because, uh, uh, to touch on your part of Dyer, yeah, Dyer's looking. You know, it gives us structure. Uh, you know, as we know, um, we know, has he improved though? Has Dyer improved? Have you seen any improvement in him? Um, we have castized him for mistakes he's made, um, looking like he has no defensive instinct, intuity. Has he improved? His fitness has improved, so it makes him more mobile. And um, I'm not saying it makes him faster; it makes him more mobile, more fit. You know, so we're sharper, sharper. So where he was, you yeah. know, two yards off the pace, you know, he, he's caught up of, on them two yards. So he's not looking so uh, daring headlights, caught, you know, caught out. So for me, yeah, you got to say there's improvement. Is he the answer? No, but for now. Um, yeah, he's improved, and I think you know he, he's commanded enough. He, he holds the team together. Still, don't understand why he his timing for headers is terrible. Like you know, he can get his head to the ball, but his timing for headers are terrible. He meets balls on the way down. He he jumps up to them at an angle. So you know, like I, I just think there's some things you can't teach, and I, I don't think he's going to improve in those things. I'm not saying he won't score goals with his head, but I think there's a few things in his locker that are not prime Premier League, and we're not going to be able to teach him that. No, he's not a natural. Yeah, and heading probably wasn't his forte, even though he's six foot two or three. Um, and he should have scored last night. Great ball by Kane. Um, I guess he's got to head it down. 
No, he um, met, he met it on the way down. That's the problem. Sure. So he, as he was coming down, that's when he connected with the ball. Right. So right, I couldn't see from where I was, but yeah, okay. Yeah. Fair enough, that makes sense. But I want to go back to Docadinho. Yeah, I want to go back to Docadinho because I thought Docadinho was absolutely immense last night. Um, I think you touched on it a little bit. He's come into confidence. I, I can track it back to the Chelsea game where he came on yeah. in the League Cup and he pushed forward and um, he didn't quite score, didn't quite get an, um, an assist because we didn't score in any of those games. But he looked more comfortable, certainly, as a, obviously a right wing back. That's where he made his name for Wolves yep. in the in their side, which was pretty good. Um, then I, you can think about the Leicester game where he got the assist for Burke. Well, didn't get an assist because it ricocheted, but he was the man in the box um, yep. causing havoc when um, Bergwijn scored. Yep. Uh, so you can point to that. Then you can point to he's still getting forward because the system allows you to get forward as a wing back. And then he scores the goal against Leeds. Took it really well. Yeah. And then Q last night where I felt like the system is so flexible. So if you have smart players and if you have players that want to be adventurous and understand the system and, and the players behind them in front of them understand the system, you can get so much flexibility and versatility out of it. And Doherty showed last night that he wasn't afraid to exploit that. Now, he did a lovely bit of skill on the touchline, and this was early doors, and I think it was set up Son's first chance, or was in the build-up to Son's first chance. And I was like, oh, Kluzeski or somebody else. I was like, and I was like, no, it's Doherty. I was like, what? did he just when, do when that? he swept the ball behind him? I, it was, yeah, on the touchline. That was cool. Kind that of, was cool. It was a uh, big call. Big daddy call. Was it? Yeah, yeah, that was big daddy call. <laughs> did he not scoop it over the player's leg on the touchline? Um, I can't remember that. I remember the, uh, Kuliczewski was in a position where you thought, where the rass is he going? And then he just done some sweet behind, like, so literally Cruyff behind himself and he, mm -hmm. he knocked it along the line and I just thought, wow. You know uh, like, maybe it was, maybe it was, Decky. Maybe it was then. Maybe it was. But even so, let's talk about his assist. Um, the assist he took so casually um, for Kane's goal. And the thing is, he ended up in the middle of the park. Mm -hmm. And it was a first time controlled half volley with the outside of his boot through three players with backspin. He took something off of it yeah. and it just glided through. That is why I called him Prime Perlo because when you look at that pass again, it actually goes through two or three players right into the only place that could set Kane free. Yeah. And he did it without hesitation. And maybe it was just instinct, but he had easier passes to either side. And that is a player playing with confidence, making that pass. Now, the other goal was pretty good, a good assist, but not as good as that. But my point is he's finding positions in the centre circle. Now, he's a right wing back, but when you know you've got cover from Romero on that side, or in Bentecourt and Hoybier, you can become the extra man. And that is what it should be, yep. becoming the extra man, the extra body in midfield. And you see it with Davies going forward. He's not marked when he goes forward because yep. he's nobody's man. He's yep. not assigned to anybody. Yep. And when Doherty moves around, he's not assigned. And Regs, Regs can do a similar thing. So I just want to shout Doherty because we've absolutely ripped him to shreds on this podcast. And rightly so, though. Rightly so. No, 100% rightly so. He's been yeah. shocking. Yeah.
But there are green shoots, hopefully. Green shoots. Um, you're still to be tested defensively. I was just again, about to say that. I was going to put that in there, but I didn't want to kind of steal the, the Doherty Thunder. But I want to see what he's like under pressure. You know, in within this confident vein he's running, how he defends now, how he soaks up pressure, and then does he still relieve pressure at the other end, you know? So let's see what he does. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, a man who thrives under the pressure, who loves it, maybe loves it a little bit too much, yeah. is Romero. Yeah. Um, oh, what a tackle that was on Richarlson. Um, I was a bit worried from the other end. I was like, is that going to be a VAR review? Don't send it to VAR. But the referee at well took immediate action, gave him the yellow card, which I think helped. But how, how bad was that tackle, by the way? No, I mean... What when um, remember Romero literally was near the touchline, our own touchline, and he's gone right he, through Richardson. Did he win the ball? I felt like he won the ball, but he also looked like he kicked freaking Richardson up in the air or sliced through him. And then he got booked. Yeah, yeah. You say how bad is it? So look, he was always gonna go down. He was going down all night. To be fair, and. We, we know how Romero t- um, tackles. So, to be fair, I think those two coupled together was always going to make it look like a worse challenge than it was. OK, but Romero had to be substituted after 57 minutes. Now, you could argue if the game was closer, would Conte have taken him off? Um, but he, he went in for another challenge um just before he got taken off. And I think that made Conte's decision for him. Now, another day, he potentially stays on, gets sent off later on. And we have Man United coming up. We couldn't afford to risk him, so it was the right decision. But you don't want to be sent um, substituting centre-halves after 57 minutes when they're playing well. Now, is his rashness going to be costly for Spurs? Yeah. He's already been sent off. Yeah, of course he is. There's, you know... Uh... I was hoping that he was going to curve it. We all know, before he came, we knew that he racked up a load of yellow cards. He's a yellow card defender. He gets yellow cards. We knew that before he even came. And, you know, he had a few games where I think he was playing it safe and he might have escaped without a booking. But I think once he's played his game, he's always going to get yellow cards. Because his thing is, you know, if he's not... If, he, if you're going to beat him or try to beat him, he's not going to have it. You know, we, we say, you know, an old West Indian term, ball can pass, man can pass, but ball and man can't pass. So <laughs> he's got that same uh, mentality, ball and man can't pass, especially if it's going to lead to a goal-scoring opportunity. So why man just chops it out, man? Chops it out. You know, so <laughs> we know he's always going to get you the card. So, yeah, you know, we, we can't get... Unless he, we can get, because I think he's got the talent, but, you know, he's going to have to clean up his act to be squeaky clean with his challenges. But that may not come yet. That may come next season. But, yeah, he's definitely going to be a liability. Yeah, uh, the Premier League does require, often requires an adjustment period. Often does. um, Especially as defenders, um, especially with the pace and the physicality, and then often you see strikers 
from the opposite spectrum, they find out they, they're getting kicked up in the air, they're getting bullied, they're getting held, and it's a lot tougher. So they, they have to work things out, and hopefully he does, because if he does, there's a, dare I say it, world-class defender there Yeah. Um, in Romero. Uh, it's slightly short, and I think he's slightly susceptible in the air, um, but everything else... I think is bang on point. Another guy's obviously adapted well. I know we've gone on about Big Daddy Cool, as you've named him, but I want to talk about Bentacor because I think we missed him in the games that he didn't play when he came off. And I just, he takes his time, which I like. You know me when I played, I took my time. Yeah. I'm like, you will dance, you will dance to my drum, the beat yeah. of my drum. Yeah, I yeah, won't yeah. dance to the beat of yours. Yeah. And, and that's a bit of Bentacore. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realise before how two-footed he was. Yeah. He's just comfortable. And I'm not saying he can do worldies from 25 yards with his left foot, but he certainly will play it with his left foot if it's on his left side. He will dribble to the left with his left foot. And he's just comfortable. A bit too comfortable at times. I think yeah. he needs to adjust to the pace of the Premier League a little bit. But the pressure the release valve he gives us from that pressure and that composure that he gives us, none word. of our current midfielders can do that. That's the word, composure. The guy's composed. I think he believes in what he could do. Uh, he, he, I think his reading of the game is uh, a lot quicker than I think the way he plays makes his reading look. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So he knows, I think he's been closed down a few times and you think just, oh, oh, it's a bit late and he's just little skill and he slipped through him and I thought okay that was a one off then he's done it again then he's mm. done it and I'm thinking oh, okay so this is in your locker you're, you're one of those read it quickly everyone thinks you're going to lose it and then you don't kind of thing which means that you're running into a space that you've created because it looks like you're going to lose it you've been closed yeah. down by two so the third man's not going to pick up that space because they believe that ball's going to be one and it's not one yeah. you beat them and then you're in space and it's just like okay you know um yeah I, i'm feeling him i mean obviously it's still early but the, the signs are very very promising with him yeah and then he can accelerate he opens those legs that six foot two frame strides out then can find the pass he will go on beyond if if it's necessary. He will do the dirt if it's necessary. Yeah. Kick the ball straight out into row Z when yeah. it was necessary. Like he's he's got that experience and that understanding of the game, that feel for the game that leaves me with a good feeling yeah. when the ball comes to him. Yeah. Um, it's not always going to be perfect. No player is, but leaves me with a better feeling than say Hoybier in certain positions and winks in certain positions yeah. um, although I think Hoybier plays has been playing a little bit better now that he's had a little break and isn't being asked to do as much because if you have Bentacor in the ball on on the ball or in the team and then um, Decky a bit further forward they are taking up the mantle of taking the ball on and creating especially um, with Harry Kane on the pitch who surpassed Thierry Henry and sent Arsenal fans into meltdown. It was Bedlam on socials last night. That guy. Who did he support? Terry Henry. Terry Henry. Terry, okay, Terry Henry. I know we're talking about. Yeah, good old East End boy, Terry Henry. Putting all this French spin on it. 
Yeah, Thierry. Um, I know, yes, we know. Let's be frank. Who's the better player? Thierry Henry or Harry Kane? Thierry Henry, right? Yeah. We're not saying Harry Kane's better than Thierry Henry. No. Was in his prime. We're not saying that at all. However, there is something in the fact that Harry Kane has surpassed somebody who is considered a Premier League legend. Yeah. One of the best players in the world in his pomp. Yep. Um, someone who, yeah, did the most and won trophies. Like, respect to him. Like, I actually like the way he played and the swagger he played in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, top boy. He was a top boy. There's no two ways away. So there is something. Yes, he, he, he did it 22 games quicker than Kane. Great. He's racked up more assists. Great. But I just love the fact the Arsenal fans just couldn't let it go and just had to find something to, I don't know, back their man. And, and nobody was saying that Kane was better than Henri because he passed Henri. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. Kane is Kane. Kane's an extremely gifted forward, centre forward, who can has evolved into a playmaking um, centre forward as well. Just look at the way he took his goal against Leeds and the second goal um, last night, both left foot finishes, both left foot volleys, both from acute angles. That tells you all you need to know about who Harry Kane has become. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I mean, I think the biggest point for me is, has Harry Kane ever played in a, uh, a strong team or a stronger nope. team? No, 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 Okay, nope, so then nope. there's your answer then. You know, regardless of how many games less or more or, you know... He's never played in a team as strong as Thierry Henry's team, you know. He's never... He hasn't played in different positions either, you know. There's something for playing in different positions that, you know, it makes you a greater player. You understand the game from many different uh, angles, you know. Yeah. So, for me, there's no comparison. One's an out-of-that striker, one is just a straight machine baller. You get what I'm saying? Flair, mm. everything. So, paced a lot. So, you know, I'm not going to compare them. I rate, you know, I rate both of them in what they do. Um, you know, and Harry has to get the credit he deserves for what he's done and he's achieved. Like, definitely within the team that he's achieved it in. So, you know, and I always believe that Harry's playing for his career. You know, everyone's like, oh, he's done, he's done, he's done. And he's like, I'm not done. And Samara, I will still be getting a whole heap of bids, you know, put myself in the best position. I love Tottenham, but I'm still going to put myself in the best position. It's not over for me. And, you know, the best. if I put myself in the best position, that means I'm doing well for the team as well, you know. So, it's about Harry Kane. And you know what could wrong him for anything he chooses to do, but I feel that he's playing, you know, for himself, not in a selfish way, but to prove to himself something, prove to the manager and help the team. Well, I think the manager's challenged him to that point. I think Harry Kane is actually fitter than he's been for a very long time. Yeah, and that's what he plays right. well. Yeah, he looks leaner, more mobile, um, lasting longer. Like, I wanted to see him come off last night. I know he wanted his hat-trick, but that was the time to give him 15, 20 minutes break. He gave Son a break, give him a break, but... Harry's chasing, fine, whatever. But he's looking leaner. You mentioned Dyer's looking leaner. And I think this is partly the Conte regime. Get them as fit as possible. Get them 100%. running. And it's paying dividends so far with those two. But you touched on his future. What does what needs to happen, do you think, for Kane to stay next season? 
uh, Conte has to be backed and backed in a real fashion. You know, I think the state the statement of intent was bringing in Conte, but it's not finished until you back him in the summer. And if you don't back him in the summer, then boy, I think that's it, mate. He's gone, and I don't think he'll look back. I think he's no one can't say he's not given it every or given Spurs, given Daniel Levy, because Spurs don't uh, make the decisions, Daniel Levy does. He's given Daniel Levy and uh, the Tottenham supporters a lot of service. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, this season I think is, is very, very evident of it in a, in a microcosm because he started the season out of favour. Um, I wouldn't say there was hatred towards him. No one was burning effigies of Kane, but he certainly started the season out of favour and then the form was poor. But I guess he wasn't fit. Um, he is fit now. He's found his form. At times, he looks absolutely unplayable. Yeah. Absolutely unplayable. Um, and, well, he was definitely unplayable against Man City. And he is showing the very best of Kane. And as I touched on, and we touched on, the, the City game was prime Kane. It was the best Kane we've ever seen. Um, and he's showing it more and more and more in more games, more moments than ever before. So I think you're 100% right. I think he, he believes in Conte. I think he wants to win things at Tottenham. I think he's actually thought about his career and sustainability. Unlike Delhi, he doesn't go out. He's yeah. You won't find Harry in the clubs. No. Right? You probably won't find Harry having more than half a glass of wine at Christmas. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and they touched on it um, last night on the broadcast uh, from what I saw that he could go on. I think Teddy Sheeran, who went on to play at 40, said he could play until 35 at the top. And there were early days, there were comparisons to Teddy in the way he used to drop off. But Kane doesn't have pace to lose, a bit like Teddy. Exactly. So, exactly that. So if he looks after himself, which he seems to be doing, he could play for a long time. So my point there is he potentially could give Spurs one more season and leave at 29 and make his price a bit cheaper. But he will still go on. And if he went to City, where others will do a lot of running for him, he could still go and win two or three trophies like Teddy did when he went to Man United. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think that, you know, that coupled with looking at people like Ronaldo, uh, Messi, Messi yeah. you know, I think the urgency to get out now is not so much. Whereas if this was 10 years ago, the urgency, he would have, listen, he would have, uh, he would have been on strike at the end of uh, yeah. uh, last, last summer. Yeah, so to be fair to him, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't think he has to worry about being able to play at the top level and, you know, kind of break records and win trophies. I think, he, you know, he would do that for a couple of seasons, to be fair. He'd probably be part of a trophy winning side for three seasons and he'd probably play a big part in two and uh, a big part in the third, depending on, you know, how he looks after himself and what the system is he's playing in. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think yes, we're not, I'm not worried about him being worried. I'm just worried about Spurs not doing what they say they're going to do, you know? And that's the main thing. For yeah, well, 
I mean, we've touched on it before. It is pretty much now or never. Um, Conte's here. After Conte, we don't get a lot, another world-class manager. We said this. And we would have wasted the years, prime, some of the prime years of Kane and Son, who's a year older than Kane as well, yeah. and, and Lloris. So these are the factors that we need to consider. So no point bringing Conte in if you're not going to back him. Absolutely no point bringing him in if you're not going to back him. No. So, madness, madness, Levy, madness, Joe Lewis. Let's see if you have the master plan in the summer. Um, I think that's it. I think we, I'm looking for new cities and I only see Arlington VA. Before you, before you even go into that, I've got a question. For you. Yeah, go for it, go for it. What do you think of Kuliceski? Kuliceski? Um, Deki? What do I think of him? Yeah. Well, no one's saying his name 100% right or with any yeah. confidence. So I'm just going to call him Daddy Cool. Yeah? <laughs> I'm still not convinced um, about him. I think he's got great attributes. I think his first touch can be ropey. It was ropey in his debut. It was ropey against Borough. Um, last night it was mint. Last night it was absolutely mint. He's not going to running behind and he's not going to outright beat someone for pace, but he's a strong runner. Um, he's clever. He's a clever footballer. He's, he can be neat and tidy. He's played a few through balls now. He's got, what's he got? Five goal contributions in six games for us. Um, two goals, three assists. There's a player there. There is a player there. He has the frame for the Premier League. Um, I think there is definitely a player there and he's obviously got good understanding with Kane um, and Son already. So I think the business we've done with Juve, even though it looked desperate, could be good business. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, I'm looking at him and I think what I like about him, I think, you know, I'm watching his confidence grow and you have to be a confident player um, I had a conversation about this. You have to be a confident player to not pass the Kane and Son in prime positions. Choose, mm -hmm. choose your, choose where you want that ball to go. You know, it might have been to uh, what's his name, Cesson uh, Young, Cesson Doherty. Is what I was thinking of. It might have been to Doherty, and I'm thinking to myself, not many players will come in and bypass Kane and Son to pass the Doherty. Now, and he, as in believing that's the right ball to play. And uh, me looking at that, I thought to myself, hmm, this guy's got a lot of confidence to do that, you know? Um, so I'm looking at him thinking, yeah, he could be a good player. I see, do you know what? I see him, you know, if they could transfer him into like that central position, because obviously he is taking up that position when he's running with the ball um, and I don't really like him going down the left, because you know exactly what he's going to do down the left Oh, the right, oh, the right Sorry, down the right, in. yeah, down the right, he's going to cut he doesn't even cut in, he cuts back, cuts back. Yeah, especially <laughs> yeah, he if he's in the middle of the park yeah, he will cut back and play the ball back if he's on the edge of the box, yeah, we know he's going to cut in and take a shot, or he might do a cheeky thing with his right foot. And I think he will do more things with his right foot when he's bedded in a bit more and he's confident. Well, he's got a couple of assists, I think, 
with his right foot. The one last night was definitely right foot. Yeah, so I think we'll see more from his right foot when he's a bit more confident. But I, I think him approaching the game from a central position might make him a bit more free-flowing instead of that yeah. cutting back slowing the play down and building up again. Yeah, we're not losing the ball, but I think sometimes the onus is uh, on striking when the iron's hot, and I think sometimes he stops that for us. So you're getting shades of Lamella in there with him. (laughs) So, yeah, no, I I can imagine how that will probably bring up nightmares. Um, So, yeah, yeah, we've noticed the same thing with a check back rather than even cut inside. And... To his defence, he his prime position, position he says is his best position, is the ten roll. So that's akin to your point, playing him centrally. Now, um, I think it's it's a fluid system. I think he is a clever player, as you said. He'll play what he sees. Um, he's done some really clever things in his positioning, movement, um, footwork with the ball. Um, uh, and I think he is confident. I think he's a naturally confident person. I think you have to be confident. Well, they're built different. I think a lot of the European footballers have to travel to go and play young, like Hoybier did when he joined Bayern, like um, Decky did when he came to um, Europe, when he came to Italy. I think it was when he went to Italy, he was like 15 or 16. So he spent five years there. He's 21. Yeah. It's just 21. Scary. Scary. And yeah, he spent five seasons in Syria, not just Italy, Syria, and ended up playing for the biggest club in Italy. So I think he's got experience. I think he's got confidence. I think he's got know-how. And I think what is one of his biggest strengths is, is his versatility. Yeah. Now, that can also end up being you, your weakness and downfall. And I don't think he'll play fullback too many times. And I don't think he'll have to play central midfield for Spurs. But I do think he will play across the forward line because when your squad is um, is thin, then you're going to have to plug the gaps. Yeah, yeah, 100%. No, I definitely agree. I just mean, I just feel that as long as it doesn't mean Harry Winks slips into the squad. <laughs> you keep on mentioning Harry Winks in any situation. Yeah, because yeah, I just, I can't, I can't. When everyone's talking about the resurgence of him, I'm just like, man, come on, man. Please. You know, so... Yeah. Yeah. De- yeah I de- think that's tongue-in-cheek with Harry Winks. I think, if you look at it, he's our fourth choice in, in there. Yeah. Bentacor's obviously number one. Yeah. The argument is, who's number two to support Bentacor? Is it Hoybier or is it Skip? Many fans will tell you it's Skip. Hoybier's just keeping his seat warm. So then... The question would be, if Bentacore gets injured, is Winks the replacement or would it be a midfielder, um, Hoybeer and Skip? And we've seen that before. We've yeah, seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, to be fair, as you, you kind of um, said, you know, Hoybeer has played better, you know, since he's had the rest. Mate, against Man City, he was the Hoybeer that we bought. He was a Hoybeer yeah, that we saw yeah, on the show. He was a Hoybeer that we played against. You know? a pest. He was amazing. I'm not, you know, he should have got man in the match. Like, for me anyway, he was... Uh, the guy's mm. going down the left wing beating players. Like, what? The, yeah, 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 yeah. That run, like, that set up, the offside on. goal. Yeah, like, come on, man. Like, he looked back to his best. You know I mean? Not the offside goal, sorry. The um, Kane miss where Kane, when Edison saved it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So, for me, I'm just like, yeah, if we can get that Hoybier playing, then it's all about competition. 
You know, like Skip, yeah, Skip, you know, he's definitely on his way and he's definitely looking good. But, mate, you have to perform, you know. It's not because mm -hmm. we love you and you're, you're homegrown and all the rest of it. You have to perform. So, like, it still leaves Hoybier in there with a shout, you know, and it gives us uh, variety and versatility, I, I guess. Yeah, it does, it does. And Winx is homegrown, so it's definitely not just because you're homegrown you should be playing. Yeah. So, <laughs> on that note... We always have to, I guess, slander someone. Yeah. And today is your, is your turn, Harry Winks. Um, yeah. So, do a docky. chin up. Do a docky, mate. Try, yeah, try chin up, back. get better, yeah. work on your game, and pray, play like um, Prime Perlo. <laughs> I think that's all we've not got time for. <laughs> it's not going to happen. happen. You've written him off. Yeah. We've written so many players off. Mate, I'll write him off and I'll put money on it. Harry Winks is going to the World Cup. No, he ain't. He ain't. He ain't. He ain't. No, I'm joking. He ain't. That's not happening. <laughs> Guys, it's been a blast. Thank you, Lero. Um, it's episode 94 before um, Kwabner tells me, see, see, this is why you don't mention episode numbers. Um, guys, you know what to do. Follow us on um, ShelfPod uh, on Twitter. It's a blast. We have fun. Don't take everything so serious. Take things with a pinch of salt. Take things in a way they're delivered. Um, if you are on iTunes, um, is it iTunes, Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review because we only give you five-star content. Kwabna said last week that you can leave reviews on Spotify, so please do that before I have to do it myself. Um, yeah, just where we are, just follow us, like and subscribe, YouTube, the whole shebang. We are there. Tell a friend to tell a friend because... It's a shelf-side podcast, and the sun always shines on the shelf-side podcast. Two wins back-to-back -back in the Premier League. Nine goals scored. Zeros conceded. Zeros in the building. What more could you ask for? Not much. <laughs> so it's good night from me. And it's good night from me. And Lero, do you want to tell yourself to run the outro? Self, run the outro. <laughs> Side, 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 side